Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on one. Shakespeare wrote Othello between 1602 and 1604, and he found the plot in a collection of Italian tales written by Giraldi Cintio some 35 years previously. Shakespeare had turned from his usual source of storylines, and this departure towards Cintio's tale throws light upon his dramatic purpose. The Italian story was a sordid melodrama, seething with sexual jealousy, but was fairly basic compared with Shakespeare's final and superb transformation. His play has been specially adapted in order to bring to the listener one of the most powerful of Elizabethan dramas. After the restoration of the monarchy and subsequently the restoration of theatre in Ireland, the most popular play in Dublin in 1662 was William Shakespeare's great tragedy, Othello. In fact, the play proved to be so popular that no less than six major productions were performed during the reign of Charles II. In the mid-1800s, the Irish tragedian Whitford Kane performed Othello, and at the turn of this century, Bernard Shaw's favourite Shakespearean actor, Barry Sullivan, portrayed the tragic Moor. It has now been more than 30 years since the Radio Aaron players performed this great play, when Hilton Edwards and Michael McLearmore played Othello and Iago, respectively. Before them, the great Anu McMaster's theatrical tour de force in Ireland was this great tragic role. It is fitting, therefore, that Radio Aaron should invite one of today's leading Shakespearean actors to play Othello. His performance of the part at Stratford in 1956 will be long remembered by those fortunate enough to have seen it. That actor is Harry Andrews, whose list of credits for stage, film and television from West End to Hollywood makes it an honour and a privilege to have him perform now with the Radio Aaron players. We now wish to echo the words of another great Shakespearean actor, William McCready. A performance is the art of embodying the poet's creations, of giving them flesh and blood, of making the figures which appeal to your mind's eye in the printed drama live before you. We present... Harry Andrews as Othello, Jim Reed as Iago, and Colette Proctor as Desdemona in William Shakespeare's Othello. me if I do not. Three great ones of the city, in personal suit to make me his lieutenant off cap to him. And by the faith of man, I know my price. I'm worth no worse a place. But he, 
as loving his own pride and purposes, evades them with a bombard circumstance, horribly stuffed with epithets of war. And in conclusion, for certes, says he, I have already chose my officer. And what was he? Forsooth, a great arithmetician, one Michael Cassio, a Florentine, that never set a squadron in a field, nor the division of a battle knows more than a spinster, this countercaster. He, in good time, must his lieutenant be, and I, God bless the mark, his moorship's ancient. Why, heaven, I rather would have been his hangman. Oh, sir, be judge yourself whether I, in any just term, am a fine to love the moor. I would not follow him, then. Oh, sir, content you. In following him, I follow but myself. Heaven is my judge, not I for love and duty, but seeming so for my peculiar end. And when my outward action doth demonstrate the native act and figure of my heart in compliment extern, tis not long after, but I will wear my heart upon my sleeve for doors to peck at. I am not what I am. What a full fortune does the thick lips owe if he can carry it thus. Call up her father. What? Rouse uh, him. Make after him. Poison his delight. Proclaim him in the streets. Incense her kinsmen. Uh, and though he in a fertile climate dwell, plague him with flies. Uh, here is her father's house. I'll call aloud. Do. Uh, what help, Brabantio? Uh, Signor Brabantio, oh. With like timorous accent and dire yell, as when by night and negligence the fire is spied in populous cities. Wake! What oh, Brabantio! Thieves! Thieves! Look to your house, your daughter and your bags! Thieves! Thieves! What is the reason of this terrible summons? What is the matter there? Signor, is all your family within? Are your doors locked? Why? Wherefore ask you this? Zoom, sir, you're robbed! For shame, put on your gown, your heart is burst. You have lost half your soul. Even now, now, very now, an old black ram is tapping your white you. Arise, arise, awake the snorting citizens with the bell, or else the devil will make a grandsire of you. Arise, I say. What? Have you lost your wits? Most reverend senor, do you know my voice? Not I. What are you? Uh, my name is Rodrigo. The worst are welcome. I have charged thee not to haunt about my doors. In honest plainness thou hast heard me say, my daughter is not for thee. And now, in madness, being full of supper and distempering draughts, upon malicious bravery dost thou come to start my quiet. Uh, sir, uh, sir, thou sir, must sir. needs be sure my spirit and my place have in them power to make this bitter to thee. Patience, good what sir. What tellest thou me of robbing? This is Venice. My house is not a grange. The most grave, Rabantio. In simple and pure so like you. You, sir, you are one of those that will not serve God if the devil bid you. Because we come to do you service and you think we are ruffians, you will have your daughter covered with a Barbary horse. What profane wretch art thou? I am one, sir, that comes to tell you. Your daughter and the moor are now making the beast with two backs. Thou art a villain. You are a senator. Oh, this thou shalt answer. I know thee, Rodrigo. Uh, sir, I, I will answer anything. Uh, but I beseech you, if it be your pleasure and most wise consent, as partly I find it is, that your fair daughter, at this odd even and dull watch of the night, transport it with no worse nor better guard, but with a knave of common hire, a gondolier, to the gross clasps of a lascivious moor, if this be known to you, and your allowance, 
We then have done you bold and saucy wrongs. If she be in her chamber or your house, let loose on me the justice of the state for thus deluding you. Strike on the tinder. Ho! Give me a taper. Tapers! Call up all my people. This accident is not unlike my dream. Belief of it oppresses me already. Light, I say. Light. Farewell. I must leave you. It seems not me no wholesome to my place to be produced. As if I stay, I shall against the moor. For I do know the state. However, this may gall him with some check, cannot with safety cast him. For he's embarked with such loud reason to the Cyprus wars. Another of his fathom have they none to lead their business. In which regard, though I hate him as I do hell pains, yet for necessity of present life, I must show out a flag and sign of love, which is indeed but a sign. That you shall surely find him... Lead to the secretary the raised search, and there will I be with him. So farewell. It is too true and evil. Gone she is. And what's to come of my despite time is naught but bitterness. No, Rodrigo, where didst thou see her? At the oh, unhappy girl, with a moor, sayest thou, who would be a father? How dost thou know to she? Yeah, go oh, here. Oh, she deceives me past thought. What said she to you? She said, now... Get more tapers! Get more tapers! Please, all my kindred! Are they married, think you? Uh, truly, I think they are. Oh, heaven, how got she out, oh, treason of the blood? Fathers from hence, trust not your daughters' minds by what you see them act. Is there not charms by which the property of youth and maidhood may be abused? Have you not read, Rodrigo, of such a thing? Yes, sir, I have indeed. Call up my brother. Oh, would you had had her. Someone, some another... Uh, do you know where we may apprehend her and the moor? I think I can discover him if you please to get good guard and go along with me. Hey, you lead on. At every house I'll call, I may command at most. Get weapons home! Raise some special officers of night. On, good Rodrigo, I'll deserve your pain. In the trade of war I have slain men, yet I do hold it very stuff of the conscience to do no contrived murder. I lack ingenuity sometimes to do me service. Nine or ten times I had thought to have yerked him here under the ribs. Is better as it is. Nay, but he prated and spoke such scurvy and provoking terms against your honour that with the little godliness I have, I did full heart forbear him. But I pray you, sir, are you fast married? For be assured of this, that the Magnifico is much beloved, and hath in his effect a voice potential. He will divorce you. Let him do his spite. My services, which I have done the seniory, shall out-tongue his complaints. For no, Iago, but that I love the gentle Desdemona, I would not my unhoused free condition put into circumscription and confine for the sea's worth. The Duke requires him at the Senate! Oh, to, the look, to the Secretary! What lights come yonder? Those are the raised father and his friends. You were best go in. Not I. I must be found. My parts, my title, and my perfect soul shall manifest me rightly. Is it they? By Janus, I think no. My lord, Othello. The servants of the duke and my lieutenants. The goodness of the night upon you, friends. What is the news? The duke does greet you, general, and he requires your haste, post-haste appearance, even on the instant. What is the matter, think you? Something from Cyprus, as I may divine. Oh. Tis well I am found by you. I will but spend a word here in the house and go with you. Ancient, 
What makes you here? Faith, he tonight had boarded a land carack. If it prove lawful prize, he's made forever. I do not understand. He's married. To who? <laughs> married. Uh, come, Captain, will you go? Have with you. Here comes another troop to seek for you. It's Brabantio, General. Be advised, he comes to bad intent. Hola, stand there. Senor, it is the Moor. Down with him, thief. You, Rodrigo. Come, sir. I'll bet you. Keep up your bright swords, or the dew will rust them. Good, senor. You show more command with years than with your weapons. Oh, thou foul thief. Where hast thou stowed my daughter? Damned as thou art, thou hast enchanted her. For I'll refer me to all things of sense. If she in chains of magic were not bound, well, I made so tender, fair and happy, so opposite to marriage that she shunned the wealthy carded darlings of our nation would ever have to incur a general mock, run from her guardage to the sooty bosom of such a thing as thou, to fear not to the light. Judge me the world, if tis not gross in sense that thou hast practised on her with foul charms. Lay hold upon him. If he do resist, subdue him at his period. Hold your hands! Both you of my inclining and the rest. Were it my cue to fight, I should have known it without a prompter. Where will you that I go to answer this your charge? To prison till fit time of law and course of the recession call thee to answer. What if I do obey? How may the Duke be therewith satisfied, whose messengers are here about my side, upon some present business of the state to bring me to him? Tis true, most worthy signor, the Duke's in council, and your noble self, I am sure, is sent for. How? The Duke in council in this time of the night? Bring him away. Mine's not an idle cause. The Duke himself or any of my brothers of the state cannot but feel as wrong as to their own. For if such actions may have passage free, bond slaves and pagans shall our statesmen be. Well, there's no composition in these news that gives them credit. Indeed, they are disproportioned to my letters. Say, 107 galleys. And mine, 140. Yet, do they all confirm a Turkish fleet mm -hmm. and bearing up to Cyprus. It's a messenger from the galleys. Uh, now, what's the business? The Turkish preparation makes for roads. So was I bid report here to the street by Signor Angelo. How say you by this change? This cannot be by no assay of reason. Tis a pageant to keep us in false gaze. When we consider the importance of Cyprus to the Turks... Nay, in all confidence, is not for roads. Here is more news. The Ottomites, reverend and gracious, steering with due course toward the Isle of Rhodes, have there enjoyed with an after-fleet. Aye, so I thought. How many, as you guess? Of thirty sail, and now they do re-stem their backward course, bearing with frank appearance their purposes toward Cyprus... Signor Montano, your trusty and most valiant servitor, with his free duty, recommends you thus and prays you to believe him. Tis certain then for Cyprus. Marcus Lucicos, eh? is not he in town? He's now in Florence. Right from us. Wish him post post haste dispatch. Here comes Brabantium and the valiant Moor. No. Oh. Oh, valiant Othello, we must straight employ you against the general enemy Ottoman. And welcome, gentle Signor Brabantio. We lacked your counsel and your help tonight. So did I yours. Good, your grace, pardon me. Neither my place nor aught I heard of business hath raised me from my bed, nor doth the general care take hold of me. 
For my particular grief is of so floodgate and o'erbearing nature that it engulfs and swallows other sorrows and yet is still itself. Why? What's the matter? My daughter. Oh, my daughter. Dead? Aye, to me. She is abused, stolen from me, and corrupted by spells and medicines bought of mountebanks. For nature so preposterously to err, being not deficient, blind, or lame of sense, sons witchcraft could not. Where he be, that in this foul proceeding hath thus beguiled your daughter of herself and you of her, the bloody book of law you shall yourself read in the bitter letter, yea, though our proper son stood in your action. Humbly, I thank your grace. Here is the man, this moor, whom now it seems your special mandate for the state affairs hath hither brought. What in your own part can you say to this? Nothing, but this is so. Most potent, grave, and reverend seniors, my very noble and approved good masters, that I have taken away this old man's daughter, it is most true. True, I have married her. A very head in front of my offending hath this extent no more. Rude am I in my speech, and little of this great world can I speak more than pertains to feats of broil and battle, and therefore little shall I grace my cause in speaking for myself. Yet, uh, by your gracious patience, I will a round unvarnished tale deliver of my whole course of love. What drugs, what charms, what conjuration, and what mighty magic for such proceedings I am charged withal. I won his daughter. A maiden never bold, of spirit so still and quiet that her motion blushed at herself. And she, in spite of nature, of years, of country, credit, everything, to fall in love with what she feared to look on, I therefore vouch again that with some mixtures powerful o'er the blood, or with some dram conjure to this effect, he wrought upon her. To vouch this is no proof, but Othello, speak. Did you, by indirect and forced courses, subdue and poison this young maid's affections? Or came it by request, and such fair question as soul to soul affordeth? I do beseech you, send for the lady to the Sagittary, and let her speak of me before her father. If you do find me foul in her report, the trust, the office I do hold of you, not only take away... But let your sentence even fall upon my life. Fetch Desdemona hither. Ancient, conduct them. You best know the place. And uh, till she come, as truly as to heaven I do confess the vices of my blood. So justly through your grave ears, I'll present how I did thrive in this fair lady's love. And she and mine. Say it, Othello. Her father loved me. Oh. Oft invited me. Still questioned me the story of my life from year to year. The battles, sieges, fortunes that I had passed. I ran it through, even from my boyish days, to the very moment that he bade me tell it. Wherein I spake of most disastrous chances of moving accidents by flood and field, of hairbreadth scapes in the imminent deadly breach, of being taken by the insolent foe and sold to slavery, of my redemption thence and portents in my travel's history, 
wherein are antres vast and deserts idle, rough quarries, rocks, and hills whose heads touch heaven. It was my hint to speak. Such was the process. And of the cannibals that each other eat, the anthropopagi, and men whose heads do grow beneath their shoulders. This to hear would Desdemona seriously incline, but still the house affairs would draw her hence, whichever as she could with haste dispatch, she'd come again, and with a greedy ear devour up my discourse, which I, observing, took once a pliant hour, and found good means to draw from her a pair of earnest heart that I would all my pilgrimage dilate, whereof by parcels she had something heard, but not intentively. I did consent, and often did beguile her of her tears when I did speak of some distressful strokes that my youth suffered. My story being done, she gave me for my pains a world of sighs, and bade me, if I had a friend that loved her, I should but teach him how to tell my story. And that would woo her. <laughs> Upon this hint, I spake. She loved me for the dangers I had passed, and I loved her, that she did pity them. This only is the witchcraft I have used, Ah, here comes a lady. Let her witness it. I think this tale would win my daughter, too. Good Brabantio, take up this mangled matter at the best. Men do their broken weapons rather use than their bare hands. I pray you hear her speak. If she confess that she was half the wooer, destruction on my head if my bad blame light on the man. Come hither, gentle mistress. Do you perceive in all this company where most you owe obedience? My noble father, I do perceive here a divided duty. To you I am bound for life and education, my life and education both to learn me how to respect you. You are lord of all my duty. I am hitherto your daughter. But here's my husband. And so much duty as my mother showed to you, preferring you before her father. So much I challenge that I may profess you to the more, my lord. God be with you. I have done. Please it, your grace, on to the state affairs. The Turk with the most mighty preparation makes for Cyprus. Uh, Othello, the fortitude of the place is best known to you. And though we have there a substitute of most allowed sufficiency, yet opinion... A more sovereign mistress of effects throws a more safer voice in you. You must therefore be content to slubber the glass of new fortunes with this more stubborn and boisterous expedition. The tyrant custom, most great senators, hath made the flinty and steel couch of war my thrice-driven bed of down. I do acknowledge a natural and prompt alacrity I find in hardness, and do undertake this present war against the Ottomites. Most humbly, therefore... Bending to your state, I crave fit disposition for my wife. If you please, be it at her father's. I'll not have it so. Nor I. What would you, Desdemona? The rights for which I love him are bereft me, and I a heavy interim shall support by his dear absence. Let me go with him. 
Be it as you shall privately determine, either for her stay or going. The fair cries haste and speed must answer it. You must hence tonight. Tonight, my lord? This night. With all my heart. At nine in the morning, here we'll meet again. Othello, leave some officer behind, and he shall our commission bring to you with such things else of quality and respect as doth import you. Oh, please, your grace, my ancient, a man he is of honesty and trust. To his conveyance I assign my wife. With what else needful, your good grace shall think to be sent after me. Let it be so. Good night to everyone. And noble Brabantio, if virtue no delighted beauty lack, your son-in-law is far more fair than black. Adieu, brave Moor. Use Desdemona well. Look to her, Moor. If thou hast eyes to see, she has deceived her father, and may thee. My life upon her faith. Honest Iago, my Desdemona must I leave to thee. I prithee, let thy wife attend on her, and bring them after in the best advantage. Come, Desdemona. I have but an hour of love for worldly matters and direction to spend with thee. We must obey the time. Iago! What sayest thou, noble heart? What will I do, thinkst thou? Why, Rodrigo, go to bed and sleep? I will incontinently drown myself. If thou dost, I shall never love thee after. Why, thou... Silly gentleman. It is silliness to live when to live is torment. And then we have a prescription to die when death is our physician. Come, be a man. Drown thyself. Drown cats and blind puppies. I have professed me thy friend, and I confess me knit to thy deserving with cables of perdurable toughness. I could never better stead thee than now. Oh. Put money in thy purse. Follow thou these wars. Defeat thy favour with the use of beard. I say, put money in thy purse. It cannot be that Desdemona should long continue in love to the moor. Put money in thy purse. Nor he is to her. It was a violent commencement, and thou shalt see unanswerable sequestration. Put but money in thy purse. These moors are changeable in their wills. Fill thy purse with money. She must change for youth. When she is sated with his body, she'll find the error of a choice. Therefore, put money in thy purse. <laughs> oh, if thou wilt needs damn thyself, do it a more delicate way than drowning. Therefore, make money. A pox of drowning thyself, it's clean out of the way. Seek thou rather to be Hanged, encompassing thy joy, <laughs> than to be drowned and go without her. <laughs> Wilt thou be fast to my hopes? I have told thee often, and I retell thee again and again, I hate the moor. My cause is hearted, thine hath no less reason. Let us be conjunctive in our revenge against him. If thou canst cuckold him, thou dost thyself a pleasure me a sport. Hmm. Traverse, go, provide thy money. We'll have more of this tomorrow, adieu. Where shall we meet in the morning? At my lodging. I'll be with thee betimes. Go to, farewell. <laughs> uh, do you hear, Rodrigo? Uh, what say you? Uh, no more of drowning, do you hear? 
I am changed. Go to farewell. Put money enough in your purse. I'll sell all my land. <laughs> oh, thus do I ever make my fool my purse. For I my own gain knowledge should profane if I would time expend with such a snipe but for my sport and profit. I hate the moor, and it is thought abroad that twixt my sheets is done my office. I know not if to be true, but I, for mere suspicion in that kind, will do as if for surety. He holds me well. The better shall my purpose work on him. Cassio's a proper man. Let me see now. To get his place and to plume up my will in double knavery, how? How? Let's see. After some time... To abuse Othello's ear that he is too familiar with his wife. He hath a person and a smooth disposed to be suspected. Framed to make woman false. The moor is of a free and open nature that thinks men honest that but seem to be so. And will as tenderly be led by the nose as us as are. I have it. It is engendered. Hell and night must bring this monstrous birth to the world's light. A sail! A sail! How now? Who's put in? Tis one Iago, ancient of the general. He's had most favorable and happy speed. Tempests themselves, high seas and howling winds, the guttered rocks and congregated sands. Traitors in scarf to clog the guiltless keel, as having sense of beauty do omit their mortal natures letting go safely by the divine Desdemona. What is she? She that I spake of, our great captain's captain, left in the conduct of the bold Iago. Oh, behold, the riches of the ship has come on shore. You men of Cyprus, let her have your knees. Hail to thee, lady, and the grace of heaven before, behind thee, and on every hand, and wheel thee round. I thank you, valiant Cassio. What tidings can you tell me of my lord? He's not yet arrived, nor know I aught, but that he's well, and will be shortly here. Oh, but I fear. How lost you company? The great contention of the sea and skies parted our fellowship. A sail! A sail! They give their greeting to the citadel. This likewise is a friend. See for the news. Good ancient, you are welcome. Welcome, mistress. Let it not gall your patience, good Iago, but I extend my manners. It is my breeding that gives me this bold show of courtesy. Sir, would she give you so much of her lips as of her tongue she oft bestows on me, you'd have enough. You have little pause to say so. Come on, come on. You are pictures out of doors, bells in your parlours, wild cats in your kitchen, saints in your injuries, devils being offended, players in your house whiffery, and hussops in your beds. Oh, fie upon thee, slanderer. Oh, nay, it is true, or else I am a Turk. You rise to play and go to bed to work. You shall not write my praise. No, let me not. What wouldst thou write of me if thou shouldst praise me? Oh, gentle lady, do not put me to it, for I am nothing if not critical. Come, how wouldst thou praise me? I am about it. But, indeed, my invention comes from my pate as birdlime does from freeze. It plucks out brains and all. But my muse labours, and thus she is delivered. If she be fair and wise, 
Fairness and wit, the one's for use, the other useth it. She that could think and ne'er disclose her mind, see suitors following and not look behind. She was a white, if ever such white were. To do what? To suckle fools and chronicle small beer. <laughs> Most lame, a dimpotent conclusion. Do not learn of him, Amelia, though he be thy husband. How say you, Cassio? Is he not a most profane and liberal counsellor? Madam, you may relish him more in the soldier than in the scholar. He takes her by the palm. Ah, well said, whisper. But as little a web as this will I ensnare as great a fly as Cassio. If such tricks as these strip you out of your lieutenantry, it had been better you had not kissed your three fingers so oft. Yet decaying your fingers to your lips... Would the worthless to bite for your sake? The moor, I know his trumpet. It's truly so. Oh, let's meet him and receive him. Lo, here he comes. <laughs> oh, my fair warrior! My dear Othello. It gives me wonder, great is my content to see you here before me. Oh, my soul's joy. If after every tempest come such calms, may the wind blow till they awaken death, and let the labouring bark climb hills or seas, Olympus high, and duck again as low as hells from heaven. <laughs> if it were now to die, were now to be most happy, for I fear my soul hath her content so absolute that not another comfort like to this succeeds in unknown fate. Heavens forbid, but that our loves and comforts should increase, even as our days do grow. Amen to that, sweet powers. I cannot speak enough of this content. It stops me here. It is too much of joy. And this... And this... The greatest discords be that e'er our hearts shall make. Oh, you are well tuned now. I'll set down the pegs that make this music as honest as I am. Come, let's to the castle. News, friends, our wars are done. The Turks are drowned. I pray thee, good Iago, go to the bay and disembark my coffers. Bring thou the master to the citadel. He is a good one, and his worthiness does challenge much respect. Come, Desdemona, once more... Well met to Cyprus. Iago. Rodrigo. I have come hither. List me. The lieutenant tonight watches on the court of guard. First, I must tell thee this. Desdemona is directly in love with him. With him? It is not possible. Mark me with what violence she first loved the more, but for bragging and telling her fantastical lies. And will she love him still for prating? When the blood is made dull with the act of sport, there should be again to inflame its sympathy and years, manners and beauties, all which the more is defective in. Now, sir, who stands so eminently in the degree of this fortune as Cassio does? A knave. A subtle knave. A finder out of occasions that has a nigh can stamp and counterfeit advantage, though through advantage never present itself. A devilish knave. Besides, 
The knave is handsome, young, and hath all those requisites in him that folly and green minds look after. A pestilent, complete knave. And the woman hath found him already. I cannot believe that in her. She is full of most blessed condition. Blessed? Fig's end! The wine she drinks is made of grapes. If she had been blessed, she would never have loved them more. Blessed! Pudding! Didst thou not see her paddle with the palm of his hand? Tis not marked that. Yes, that I did, but that was but courtesy. Lechery by this hand. An index and obscure prologue to the history of lust and foul thoughts. They met so near with their lips that their breaths embraced together. (sighs) Villainous thoughts, Rodrigo. But, sir, be ruled by me. Watch you tonight for the command I laid upon you. Cassio knows you not. I'll not be far from you. Do you find some occasion to anger Cassio, either by speaking too loud or tainting his discipline, or from what other course you please, which the time shall more favourably minister? Uh, Well, uh, sir, he is rash and very sudden in choler, and haply with his truncheon may strike at you. What? Uh, Provoke him that he may. uh, For uh, even uh, out of uh, that will I cause these of Cyprus to mutiny, whose qualification shall come unto no true taste again, but by the displanting of Cassio. So shall you have a shorter journey to your desires. Uh, I will do this, if you can bring it to any opportunity. I warrant thee. Uh, Meet me by and by at the Citadel. I must fetch his necessities ashore. Farewell. Uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, Adieu. Cassio loves her, and I too well believe it. Well, I do love her too. Not out of absolute lust, though, peradventure I stand accounted for his greatest sin, but partly led to die of my revenge. For that I do suspect the lusty moor had leaped into my seat, the thought whereof that like a poisonous mineral gnaw my innards. And nothing can or shall content my soul... Till I am even with him, wife for wife. Or failing so, yet that I put them more at least into a jealousy so strong that judgment cannot cure. I'll have a Michael Cassio on the hip. Abuse him to the moor in the rank garb, for I fear Cassio in his nightcap too. Tis here, but yet confused. Nay, for his plain face is never seen. <laughs> Till you st- of his nuptials, ah, and yeah. there is full liberty of feasting from this present hour of five till the bell have tolled at heaven. Heaven oh, bless the Isle of Cyprus and our noble General Othello. Oh, 
Michael. Look you to the guard tonight. Let's teach ourselves that honorable stop not to outsport discretion. Iago had direction what to do. But notwithstanding, with my personal eye will I look to it. Iago is most honest. Michael, good night. Tomorrow, with your earliest, let me have speech with you. Come, my dear love. My lord. The purchase made, the fruits are to ensue. That profit's yet to come between me and you. Good night. Good night. Welcome, Iago. We must to the watch. Uh, not this hour, Lieutenant. Is not yet ten of the clock. Our general cast us thus early for the love of his Desdemona, who let us not therefore blame. He had not yet made wanton the night with her, and she <laughs> is sport for Jove. She is a most exquisite lady. And I'll warrant her, full of game. Indeed. She is a most fresh and delicate creature. Well, happiness to the sheets. <laughs> Come, Lieutenant, have a stoop of wine. Not tonight, good Iago. I have very poor and unhappy brains for drinking. I could well wish courtesy would invent some other custom of entertainment. But one cup. I have drunk but one cup tonight, and that was craftily qualified too. And behold, what innovation it makes here. I am unfortunate in the infirmity and dare not task my weakness with any more. What, man? Tis a night of revels. I pray you, go on in. I'll do it, but it dislikes me. If I can fasten but one cup upon him, with that which he had drunk tonight already, he'll be as full of quarrel and offence as my young mistress's dog. The very elements of this warlike isle have I tonight flustered with flowing cups, and they watch too. Now amongst this flock of drunkards am I to put Arcasio in some action that may offend the isle. Oh, God. You've given me a drink already. Ah, good faith, a little one not past a fight as I'm a soldier. Some wine. To the health of our general. I am for it, Lieutenant, and I'll do you justice. A song, ho! King Stephen was a worthy peer. His breeches cost him but a crown. He held a sixpence all too dear. With that he called the tailor alone. He was a white of high renown, and now a borough of no degree. Tis pride that pulls the country down, then take thine old cloak about thee. He was a white of high renown, and now a borough of no degree. Tis pride oh that God, pulls the country down, then take thine old cloak Will you hear it again? No. Above all, and there be souls must be saved, and there be souls must not be saved. It is a true good lieutenant. For my own part, no offense to the general, nor any man of quality I hope to be saved. And so do I, too, lieutenant. Oh, I will leave not before me, not before him. <laughs> lieutenant is to be saved before the ancient. Oh. Ah, let's, let's have no more of this. Gentlemen, let's look to our business. Uh, do not think, gentlemen, I am drunk. This is my ancient, this is my right hand, and this is my left. I am not drunk now. I, I can stand well enough, and I can speak well enough. Uh, Excellent, well. 
Why, very well. You must not think then that uh, I'm drunk. So the platform master's come. Let's set the watch. You see this fellow that has gone before. He is a soldier fit to stand by Caesar. I fear the trust Othello puts in him. But is he often thus? Tis evermore the prologue to his sleep. He'll watch the horologue a double set if drink not rock his cradle. It were well the general will put in mind of it. Perhaps he sees it not, or his good nature prizes the virtue that appears in Cassio and looks not on his evils. Now, now, Rodrigo. Is not this true? I pray you, after the lieutenant, go! Uh, it is great pity that the noble Moor should hazard such a place as his own second with such an ingraft infirmity. It were an honest action to say so to the Moor. Not I, for this fair island I do love Cassio well, and would do much to cure him of this evil. What noise? Santiago, that looks dead with grieving. Speak. Who began this? On thy love, I charge thee. I do not know. Friends all now, even now, in quarter and in terms, like bride and groom, divesting them for bed. And then, but now, as if some planet had unwitted men, swords out and tilting one at other's breast in opposition, bloody. How comes it, Michael? You are thus forgot. I pray your pardon of me. I cannot speak. Worthy Montano, you were wont to be civil. What's the matter that you unlace your reputation thus and spend your rich opinion for the name of a night brawler? Give me answer to it. Worthy Othello, I am hurt to danger. Your officer Iago can inform you. Oh. Blood begins my safer guides to rule, and passion, having my best judgment collied, assays to lead the way. Zounds, if I stir, or do but lift this arm, the best of you shall stink in my rebuke. What, in a town of war, yet wild, the people's hearts brimful of fear to manage private and domestic quarrel in night, and on the court and guard of safety, tis monstrous. Iago, who began it? 
If partially a final legion office, thou dost deliver more or less than truth, thou art no soldier. Touch me not so near. I had rather have this tongue cut from my mouth than I should do offence to Michael Cassie. Zio, yet I persuade myself to speak the truth. Shall nothing wrong him. This is it, General. Montano and myself being in speech, there comes a fellow crying out for help, and Cassio following with determined sword to execute upon him. So this gentleman steps into Cassio and entreats his paws. Myself, the crying fellow, did pursue. When I came back, I found them close together at blow and thrust, even as again they were when you yourself did part them. More of this matter I cannot report. But men are men. The best sometimes forget. I know, Iago, thy honesty and love doth mince this matter, making it light to Cassio. Cassio, I love thee, but never more be officer of mine. Good my lord, I never... My lord! I... Look, if my gentle love be not raised up, I'll make thee an example. What is the matter, dear? All's well now, sweeting. Come, away to bed. Sir... For your hurts, myself will be your surgeon. Lead Montana off. Come, Desdemona. Tis the soldier's life to have their balmy slumbers waked with strife. What? Are you hurt, Lieutenant? I passed all surgery. Marry, God forbid. Oh, I have lost my reputation. I have lost the immortal part of myself and what remains is bestial. My reputation, Iago. My reputation. As I am an honest man, I thought you had received some bodily wound. There is more of sense in that than in reputation. Reputation is an idle and most false imposition. Oft got without merit and lost without deserving. You have lost no reputation at all. Unless you repute yourself such a loser. What man... There are ways to recover the general again. Sue to him again, and he is yours. I would rather sue to be despised than to receive so good a commander with so slight, so drunken, and so indiscreet an officer. Drunk and squabble, swagger, swear. Oh, thou invisible spirit of wine, if thou hast no name to be known by, let us call thee devil. What was he that you followed with your sword? What had he done to you? I know not. Is it possible? I remember a mass of things, but nothing distinctly. A quarrel, but nothing wherefore. Oh, God, that men should put an enemy in their mouths to steal away their brains. That we should with joy, pleasance, revel and applause transform ourselves into beasts. Come, you are too severe a moral. As the time, the place and the condition of this country stands, I could hardly wish this had not so befallen. But since it is as it is... Mend it for your own good. I will ask him for my place again. He shall tell me I'm a drunkard. You or any man living may be drunk at any time, man. I'll tell you what you shall do. Our general's wife is now the general. Confess yourself freely to her. Importune her help to put you in your place again. You advise me well. I protest in the sincerity of love and honest kindness... I think it freely, and betimes in the morning I will beseech the virtuous Desdemona to undertake for me. I am desperate of my fortunes if they check me here. You are in the right. Good night, Lieutenant. 
I must to the watch. Good night, honest Diago. <laughs> And what's he then that says I play the villain? When this advice is free, I give and honest. How am I then a villain? To counsel Cassio to his parallel course directly to his good? Divinity of hell. When devils will the blacker sins put on, they do suggest at first with heavenly shows as I do now. For whilst this honest fool plies Desdemona to repair his fortunes, and she for him pleads strongly to the moor. I'll pour this pestilence into his ear. So will I turn her virtue into pitch, and out of her own goodness make the net that shall enmesh them all. Yacho! How now, Rodrigo? I do follow here in the chase, not like a hound that hunts, but one that fills up the cry. My money is almost spent. How poor are they that have not patience. <laughs> oh, what wound did ever heal but by degrees? <sighs> by the mouse this morning. <laughs> Pleasure in action makes the hours seem short. Away, I say, thou shalt no more hereafter. Uh, but, but, Nay, but, but, get but, thee gone! Two things are to be done. My wife must move for Cassia to her mistress. I'll set her on. Myself the while to draw the moor apart and bring him jump when he may Cassio find soliciting his wife. Aye, that's the way. Dull not device by coldness and delay. I will do all my abilities in thy behalf. Good, madam, do. I warrant it grieves my husband as if the case were his. Oh, that's an honest fellow. Do not doubt, Cassio, but I will have my lord and you again as friendly as you were. Bounteous, madam, whatever shall become of Michael Cassio, he's never anything but your true servant. I know it. I thank you. You do love my lord. You have known him long. And be you well assured, he shall in strangeness stand no farther off than in a politic distance. Aye, but lady, that policy may either last so long that I, being absent on my place supplied, my general will forget my love and service. Do not doubt that. Before Amelia here, I give thee warrant of thy place. Assure thee, if I do vow a friendship, I'll perform it to the last article. Madam, here comes my lord. Madam, I'll take my leave. Why, stay and hear me speak. Uh, Madam, not now. I'm very ill at ease. I'm fit for my own purposes. Well, do you your discretion. Uh, I like not that. What does that say? Nothing, my lord, or if I know not what. Was that not Cassio parted from my wife? Cassio, my lord? No, sure, it... I cannot think that he would sneak away so guilty-like seeing I you coming. I believe t'was he. Oh, now, my lord. I have been talking with the suitor here, a man that languishes in your displeasure. What do you mean? Why, your lieutenant, Cassio. Good, my lord. If I have any grace or power to move you, his present reconciliation take. I prithee, call him back. Weren't you hence now? Yes, faith. So humbled that he had left part of his grief with me to suffer with him. Good love, call him back. Oh, not now, sweet Desdemona, some other time. But shall it be shortly? Sooner, sweet, for you. 
Shall be tonight at supper. No, not tonight. Tomorrow, dinner then. I shall not dine at home. I meet the captains at the Citadel. Why then, tomorrow night or Tuesday morn? On Tuesday noon or night? On Wednesday morn? I prithee name the time, but let it not exceed three days. Prithee no more. Let him come when he will. I will deny thee nothing. Why, this is not a boon. Tis as I should entreat you wear your gloves, or feed on nourishing dishes, or keep you warm. I will deny thee nothing, whereon I do beseech thee grant me this, to leave me but a little to myself. Shall I deny you? No. Farewell, my lord. Farewell, my Desdemona. I'll come to thee straight. Whate'er you be, I am obedient. Excellent wretch. Perdition catch my soul, but I do love thee. And when I love thee not, chaos is come again. My noble lord. What does I say, Yalu? Did Michael Cassio, when you wooed my lady, know of your love? He did, from first to last. Why dost thou ask? But for the satisfaction of my thought, no further harm. Why, of thy thought, Tiago? I did not think he had been acquainted with her. Oh, yes. And went between us very often. Indeed. Indeed? Aye, indeed. Discernst thou aught in that? Is he not honest? Honest, my lord. Honest? Aye, honest. My lord, for aught I know. What dost thou think? Think, my lord. Think, my lord? By heaven... He echoes me, as if there were some monster in his thoughts, too hideous to be shown. Thou dost mean something. I heard thee say, even now, thou likest not that. And Cassio left my wife. What didst thou not like? And when I told thee he was of my counsel, in my whole course of wooing, thou criedst, indeed? And didst contract and purse thy brow together, as if thou then hadst shut up in thy brain some... Horrible conceit. If thou dost love me, show me thy thought. My lord, you know I love you. I think thou dost. And who I know art full of love and honesty, and waste thy words before thou givest them breath. Therefore, these stops of thine affright me more. For such things in a false, disloyal knave are tricks of custom. But in a man that's just their close dilations, working from the heart that passion cannot rule. For Michael Cassio, I dare be sworn, I think that he is honest. Nay, yet there's more in this. I prithee, speak to me as to thy thinkings, as thou dost ruminate, and give thy worst of thoughts, the worst of words. Utter my thoughts. Why... Say they are vile and false. Thou dost conspire against thy friend, Iago, if thou but think'st him wronged and makes his ear a stranger to thy thoughts. I do beseech you, though I perchance am vicious in my guess, as I confess it is my nature's plague to spy into abuses and of my jealousy shape faults that are not. Out of this scattering and unsure observance, it were not for your quiet nor your good... No, for my manhood, honesty and wisdom to let you know my thoughts. What dost thou mean? Good name in man and woman, dear my lord. 
is the immediate jewel of their souls. Who steals my purse, steals trash, tis something, nothing, t'was mine, tis his, and has been slave to thousands. But he that filches from me my good name, robs me of that which not enriches him, and makes me poor indeed. I know thy thoughts. You cannot, if my heart were in your hand, nor shall not, whilst tis in my custody. Ah! Oh, beware, my lord of jealousy. It is the green-eyed monster which doth mock the meat it feeds on. That cuckold lives in bliss, who certain of his fate loves not his wronger. But, oh, what damned minutes tells he o'er, who dotes yet doubts, suspects yet fondly loves. Oh, misery. Good God! The souls of all my tribe defend from jealousy. Why, why is this? Think'st thou I'd make a life of jealousy to follow still the changes of the moon with fresh suspicions? No, Iago, I'll see before I doubt. When I doubt, prove. And on the proof, there is no more but this. The way it once was love or jealousy. I am glad of this. For now, I shall have reason to show the love and duty that I bear you with franker spirit. Therefore, as I am bound, receive it from me. I speak not yet of proof. Look to your wife. Mm. Observe her well with Gassio. Wear your eye thus, not jealous nor secure. I would not have your free and noble nature out of self-bounty be abused. Look to it. I know our country disposition well. In Venice... They do let God see the pranks they dare not show their husbands. Their best conscience is not to leave undone, but keep unknown. I say so. She did deceive her father marrying you, and when she seemed to shake and fear your looks, she loved the most. And so she did. Ah, why go to then? She that so young could give out such a seeming to seal her father's eyes up close as oak. He thought to witchcraft. But I am much to blame. I humbly do beseech of you your pardon for too much loving you. I am bound to thee forever. I see this hath a little dashed your spirit. Not a jot, not a jot. In faith, I fear it has. I hope you will consider what is spoke comes from my love. But I do see you're moved. I am to pray you, not to strain my speech to grosser issues, not to larger reach than to suspicion. I will not. Should you do so, my lord, my speech should fall into such vile success which my thoughts aim not at. Cassio's my worthy friend. My lord, I see you are moved. No, not much moved. I do not think that Desdemona's honest. And yet, how nature erring from itself. Why, there's the point. As to be bold with you. Not to affect many proposed matches of our own clime, complexion and degree. But pardon me. I do not in position distinctly speak of her. Farewell. Farewell. If more thou dost perceive, let me know more. Set on thy wife to a...
Leave me, I'll go. My lord, I take my leave. Why did I marry? This honest creature doubtless sees and knows more, much more than he unfolds. This fellow's of exceeding honesty and knows all qualities with the learned spirit of human dealings. Oh, if I do prove her haggard, though that her jesses wear my dear heartstrings, I'd whistle her off and let her down the wind to pray at fortune. Happily, for I am black and have not those soft parts of conversation that chamberers have. Oh, for that I am declined into the veil of years, yet that's not much. She's gone. I am abused. My relief must be to loathe her. Oh, curse of marriage, that we can call these delicate creatures ours and not their appetites. I'd rather be a toad and live upon the vapour of a dungeon than keep a corner in the thing I love for others' uses. There's Demona comes. Oh, if she be false. Oh, then heaven mocks itself. I'll not believe it. How oh, now, my dear Othello? Your dinner and the generous islanders by you invited do attend your presence. I am to blame. Why do you speak so faintly? Are you not well? I have a pain upon my forehead. Here. Faith, that's worth watching. Twill away again. Let me but bind it hard. Within this hour it will be well. Your napkin is too little. Come, I'll go in with you. My kerchief. Uh, let it alone. I am very sorry that you are not well. My lady, you... I am glad I have found this napkin. This was her first remembrance from the moor. My wayward husband hath a hundred times wooed me to steal it. But she so loves the token, for he conjured her she should ever keep it, that she reserves it evermore about her to kiss and talk to. I'll have the work taken out and give it, Yargo. What he will do with it, heaven knows, not I. I, nothing but to please his fantasy. Anna, what do you hear alone? Do not you chide. I have a thing for you. A thing for me? It is a common thing. Hmm? To have a foolish wife. Oh, is that all? What will you give me now for that same handkerchief? What handkerchief? What handkerchief? Why, that the moor first gave to Desdemona, that which so often you did bid me steal. I've stolen it from her. No, Faith. She let it drop by negligence, and to the advantage I being here took it up. Look, here it is. A good wench. Give it me. What will you do with it, that you have been so earnest to have me filch it? Why, what is that to you? If it be not for some purpose of import, give it me again. Poor lady, she'll run mad when she shall lack it. Be not ignorant. I have use for it. Go, leave me. I will in Cassio's lodging lose this napkin and let him find it. Trifles light as air to the jealous conscience. 
confirmation strong as proofs of holy writ. This may do something. The moor already changes with my poison. Ah, ah, false to me. Look where he comes. Thou art begone. Thou hast set me on a rank. Why, how now, General? No more of that. I swear it is better to be much abused than but to note a little. How now, my lord? What sense had I the stolen hours of lust? I saw not, thought it not, it harmed not me. I slept the next night well, was free and merry. I found not Cassio's kisses on her lips. He that is robbed, not wanting what is stolen, let him not know it. And he's not robbed at all. I am sorry to hear this. I've been happy. The general camp, pioneers and all, had tasted her sweet body. So I had nothing known. Oh, now forever farewell the tranquil mind. Farewell content, farewell. Othello's occupation's gone. It's possible, my lord. Villain! Ah, ah. Be sure I'll prove my love a whore. Be sure of it. Give me the ocular proof, or by the worth of mine eternal soul, thou hadst been better have been born a dog than answer my weight wrath. Ah, come to this! Make me to see it, or at least so prove it. Let the probation bear no hinge nor loop to hang a doubt on. Oh, woe upon thy life! <coughs> if thou dost slander her and torture me, never pray more. Abandon all remorse. <coughs> oh, monstrous world! Take note. Take note, O oh world! To be direct and honest is not safe. I thank you for this profit. And from hence I love no friends that love breeds such a face. Nay, stay. I should be honest. I should be wise. But honesty is a fool and loses what it works for. By the world, I, I think my wife be honest and think she is not. I think that thou art just, and think that thou art not. I have some proof. Would I were satisfied. I see, sir, you are eaten up with passion. I do repent me that I put you to it. You would be satisfied. Would? Nay, I will. And may. How satisfied, my lord. Would you, the supervisor, grossly gape on, behold her top? Death and damnation. What then? How then? What shall I say? Where satisfaction? Give me a living reason. She's disloyal. I do not like the office. But sith I am entered in this cause so far, pricked to it by foolish honesty and love, I will go up. I lay with Cassio lately, and being troubled with a raging tooth, I could not sleep. There are a kind of men, so loose of soul, that in their sleeps will mutter their affairs. One of this kind is Cassio. In 
sleep, I heard him say, Sweet Desdemona, let us be wary. Let us hide our loves. And then, sir, would he gripe and wring my hand, cry, Oh, sweet creature, and then kiss me hard, as if he plucked up kisses by the roots that grew ah. upon my lips. And then he laid his leg over my thigh, and sighed, and kissed, and then cried, Cursed fate that gave thee to the mall. Ah, monsters, monsters. Nay, this was but his dream. But this denoted a, a foregone conclusion. Tis a shrewd doubt, though it be but a dream. And this may help to thicken other proofs that do but demonstrate thinly. I'll tear all to pieces. Nay, but be wise. Yet we see nothing done. She may be honest yet. Tell me about this. Have you not sometimes seen a handkerchief spotted with strawberries in your wife's hand? I gave her such a one. It was my first gift. I know not that. But such a handkerchief. I'm sure it was your wife's. Did I today see Cassia wipe his beard with? <laughs> if it be that. If it be that. Or any that was hers, it speaks against her with the other proofs. Now. Do I see it is true? Look here, Iago. Oh, my fond love, thus do I blow to heaven. It is gone. Arise, black vengeance, from thy hollow cell. Yield up, O oh love, thy crown and heart is thrown to tyrannous hate. Swell bosom with thy fraught. Forties of aspects tongues. Yet be content. Oh, blood, blood, blood. Patience, I say. Your mind perhaps may change. Never, Yak. Like to the Pontic Sea, whose icy current and Compulsive course near feels retiring ebb, but keeps due on to the Papontic and the Hellespont. Even so, my bloody thoughts with violent pace shall near look back, near ebb to humble love, till there's a capable and wide revenge swallow them up. Now, by yon marble heaven, in the due reverence of a sacred vow, I here engage my words. Do not rise yet. Witness, you ever burning lights above, you elements that clip us round about. Witness that here Iago doth give up the execution of his wit, hands, heart. Who wronged Othello's service? Let him command. And to obey shall be in me remorse. What bloody business ever? <laughs> I, I greet thy love. Not with vain thanks, but with acceptance bounteous. And will upon the instant put thee to it. 
within these three days, let me hear thee say that Cassio's not alive. My friend is dead. Tis done at your request. But let her live. <laughs> Damn her, lewd minx so. Damn her. Damn her. Come. Go with me apart. I will withdraw to furnish me with some swift means of death for the fair devil. Now art thou my lieutenant. She familiar? I know not, madam. Believe me, I had rather have lost my purse full of crusaders. And but my noble moor is true of mind and made of no such baseness as jealous creatures are, it were enough to put him to ill thinking. Is he not jealous? Who? He? I think the sun where he was born drew all such humours from him. Look where he comes. I will not leave him now till Cassio be called to him. How's it with you, my lord? Well, my good lady, all hardness to dissemble. How do you, Desdemona? Well, my good lord. Give me your hand. This hand is moist, my lady. It yet has felt no age, nor known no sorrow. This argues fruitfulness and liberal heart. Hot, hot and moist. This hand of yours requires a sequester from liberty. Fasting and prayer, much castigation, exercise, devout. For there's a young, sweating devil here that commonly rebels. Tis a good hand, a frank one. You may indeed say so, for twas that hand that gave away my heart. A liberal hand. The hearts of old gave hands, but our new heraldry is hands, not hearts. I cannot speak of this. Come now. Your promise. What promise, Chuck? I have sent to bid Cassio come speak with you. I have a salt and sorry room, offends me. Uh, lend me thy handkerchief. Here, my lord. Now that which I gave you. I have it not about me. Not? No, faith, my lord. That is a fault. That handkerchief did an Egyptian to my mother give. She was a charmer and could almost read the thoughts of people. She told her while she kept it. Could make her amiable and subdue my father entirely to her love. But if she lost it or made a gift of it, my father's eye should hold her loathed and his spirit should hunt after new fancies. She, dying, gave it me and bid me, when my fate would have me wife, to give it her. I did so, and take heed on to make it a darling like your precious eye. To lose or gift away with such perdition as nothing else could match. Is it possible? It is true. There's magic in the web of it. A sibyl that had numbered in the world the sun to course two hundred compasses in her prophetic fury sold the work. The worms were hallowed that did breed the silk, and it was dyed in mummy, which the skillful conserved of maiden's hearts. Indeed. 
is true. Most veritable. Therefore, look to it well. Then would to God I had never seen it. Ah, wherefore? Why do you speak so startlingly and rash? It's lost, it's gone. Speak, is it out of the way? Heaven bless us. Say you? It is not lost. But what and if it were? How? I say it is not lost. Fetch it. Let me see it. Why, so I can, sir. Mm. But I will not now. This is a trick to put me from my suit. Pray you, let Cassio be received again. Fetch me the handkerchief. My mind misgives. Come, come. You'll never meet a more sufficient the man. handkerchief. I pray, talk me of Cassio. The handkerchief. A man that all his time had founded his good fortunes on your love, shared dangers with you. A handkerchief. Fate you are to blame. Zooms. 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 Is not this man jealous? I never saw this before. Sure, there's some wonder in this handkerchief. I am most unhappy in the loss of it. It is not a year or two shows us a man. They are all but stomachs, and we all but food. They eat us hungrily, and when they are full, they belch us. There is no other way. Look you, to she Cassio and my husband. And lo, the happiness... Go and importune her. How now, good Cassio? What's the news with you? Madam, my former suit, I do beseech you that by your virtuous means I may again exist and be a member of his love, whom I, with all the office of my heart, entirely honour. I would not be delayed. Alas, thrice gentle Cassio, my advocation is not now in tune. My lord is not my lord. Nor should I know him were he in favour as in humour altered. Is my lord angry? He went hence but now, and certainly in strange unquietness. Can he be angry? I have seen the cannon when it had blown his ranks into the air, and like the devil from his very arm, puffed his own brother. And can he be angry? Oh, something of moment then. I will go meet him. There's matter indeed if he be angry. I prithee do so. Something... Sure of state, either from Venice or some unhatched practice made demonstrable here in Cyprus to him, hath puddled his clear spirit. And in such cases men's natures wrangle with inferior things, though great ones are their object. Tis even so. Pray heaven it be state matters as you think, and no conception or no jealous toy concerning you. Alas, the day I never gave him cause. But jealous souls will not be answered so. They are not ever jealous for the cause, but jealous for their jealous. It is a monster, begot upon itself, born on itself. Heaven keep that monster from Othello's mind. <sighs> Lady, amen. I will go seek him. Cassio, walk here about. If I do find him fit, I'll move your suit and seek to effect it to my uttermost. I humbly thank your ladyship. Save you, friend Cassio. What makes you from home? How is it with you, my most fair Bianca? Fate, sweet love, I was coming to your house. And I was going to your lodging, Cassio. 
What? Keep a week away. Seven days and nights, eight score, eight hours. And lovers, absent hours, more tedious than the dials, eight score times. Oh, weary reckoning. Uh, pardon me, Bianca. I have this while with leaden thoughts been pressed, but I shall in a more continued time strike off this score of absence. Uh, sweet Bianca, take me this workout. Oh, Cassio... Whence came this kerchief? This is some token from a newer friend. To the felt absence now I feel a cause. It's come to this. Well, well. Go to, woman. Throw your vile guesses in the devil's teeth from whence you have them. You are jealous now that this is from some mistress, some remembrance. No, by my faith, Bianca. Why? Whose is it? I know not, sweet. I found it in my chamber. I like the work well ere it be demanded as like enough at will. I'd have a copy. Take it and do it and leave me for this time. Leave you? Wherefore? I do attend here on the general and think it no addition nor my wish to have him see me womaned. Why, I pray you? Not that I love you not. But that you do not love me. Oh, I pray you, bring me on the way a little and say if I shall see you soon at night. Tis but a little way that I can bring you, for I attend here, uh, uh, but I'll see you soon. <sighs> I must be circumstanced. Will you think so? Think so, Iago? What, to kiss in private? An unauthorised kiss. Or to be naked with her friend in bed an hour or more, not meaning any harm? Naked in bed, Iago, and not mean harm. It is hypocrisy against the devil. They that mean virtuously and yet do so, the devil their virtue tempts, and they tempt heaven. So they do nothing, tis a venal slip. I gave my wife a handkerchief. What then? Why then? Tis hers, my lord, and being her, she may, I think, bestow it on any man. She is protectress of her honour, too. May she give that? Her honour is an essence that's not seen. They have it very oft that have it not. But for the handkerchief? Heaven, I would most gladly have forgot it. Thou saidst he had my handkerchief. Ah, what of that? If I had said I had seen him do you wrong, or heard him say... Hath he said anything? He hath, my lord, but be well assured no more than he'll unswear. What hath he said? Fate that he did. Uh, I know not what he did. What? What? Lie. With her? With her honour, what you will. Lie with her. Lie on her. We say lie on her when they belie her. Lie with her. Zoom, that's Fulton. Handkerchief. Confessions. Handkerchief. To confess and be hanged for his labor. I, first to be hanged and, and to confess. I, I, I tremble at it. Nature would not invest herself in such... Shadowing passion without some, some, some instruction. <laughs> what you will. Oh, it is not words that shakes me thus. It uh, noses, ears, and lips. It's possible. Confess. Handkerchief. Oh, dear. Work on my medicine work. 
Thus credulous fools are caught, and many worthy and chaste dames, even thus all guiltless meet reproach. What ho, my lord? My lord, I say, Othello. Uh, how now, Cassia? What's the matter? My lord has fallen into an epilepsy. This is his second fit. He had one yesterday. Uh, rob him about the temple. No, forbear. The lethargy must have his quiet course. If not, he foams at the mouth and by and by breaks out to savage madness. Uh, he stirs. Do you withdraw yourself a little while? He will recover straight. When he is gone, I would on great occasion speak with you. How is it, General? Have you not hurt your head? Uh, uh, dost thou mock me? I mock you? No, by heaven. Would you would bear your fortune like a man? Uh, a horned man's a monster and a beast. Uh, there's many a beast then in a populous city and many a civil monster. Did he confess it? Good sir, be a man. Confine yourself but in a patient list. Whilst you here are whelmed with your grief. Cassio came hither. I shifted him away and laid good excuse upon your ecstasy. Bade him a non-return and here speak with me, the which he promised. Do but encave yourself. And mark the fleers, the jibes, the notable scorns that dwell in every region of his face. <laughs> For I will make him tell the tale anew. How? How oft? How long ago? And when he hath and is again to cope oh, your wife? Dost thou hear? Marry patience. <laughs> and I shall say you're all in all spleen and nothing of a man. I will be found most cunning in my patience. What dost thou hear, Iago? Most bloody! That's not amiss. But yet keep time in all. Will you withdraw? <sighs> now will I question Cassio of Bianca. A hussif. That by selling her desires... Buys herself bread and clothes. <laughs> it is a creature that dotes on Cassio, and is the strumpet's plague to beguile many and be beguiled by one. <laughs> he, when he hears of her, cannot refrain from the excess of laughter. <laughs> Here he comes. As he shall smile, Othello shall go mad. And his unbookish jealousy must construe poor Cassio's smiles, gestures, and light behaviour quite in the wrong. How do you now, Lieutenant? The worse that you give me the addition, whose want even kills me. Fly Desdemona well, and you're sure on Now, if this suit lay in behind his bars, how quickly should you speed? <laughs> <laughs> Alas, poor caitiff. <laughs> Look how he laughs already. I never knew a woman love man so. Alas, poor rogue. I think of fate. She loves me. <laughs> she gives it out that you should marry her. Do you intend it? <laughs> oh, do you triumph, Roman? Do you triumph? I marry her. What? A customer? Pretty bear some charity to my wit. Do not think it so unwholesome. <laughs> well, fate the cry goes that you shall marry her. This is the monkey's own giving out. She is persuaded I will marry her out of her own love and flattery, not out of my promise. Yago beckons <laughs> me. Now... 
He begins the story. <laughs> she was here even now. She haunts me in every place. I was the other day talking on the sea bank with certain Venetians, and thither comes the bauble, and by this hand falls me thus about my neck. <laughs> I told how she plucked him to my chamber. <laughs> so hangs and lolls and weeps upon me, so hails and pulls me. Oh, I see that nose of yours, but not that dog I shall throw it to. Well, I must leave her company. Before me, Bianca, look where she comes. Tis such another fit you, marry a perfumed one. Bianca, what do you mean by this haunting of me? Let the devil and his damn haunt you. What did you mean by that same handkerchief you gave me even now? Oh, I was a fine fool to take it. I must take out the work. A likely piece of work that you should find it in your chamber and not know who left it there. This is some minx's token and I must take out the work. There! Give it your hobby horse, wheresoever you had it. I'll take out the work on How now, my sweet Bianca? How now? How now? By heaven, that should be my handkerchief. If you'll come to supper tonight, you may. If you will not, come when you are next prepared for... Bianca! After her! After her! Faith, I must. She rail in the street else. How shall I murder him, Iago? Did you perceive how he laughed at his vice? Oh, Iago. And did you see the handkerchief? Was that mine? Yours by this hand. And to see how he prizes the foolish woman, your wife. She gave it him, and he had given it you. I would have him nine years a killing. Oh, a fine woman. A fair woman. A sweet woman. Nay, you must forget that. I let her rot and perish. And be damned tonight, for she shall not live. No, my heart is turned to stone. I strike it, and it hurts my hand. Oh, the world hath not a sweeter creature. She, she might lie by an emperor's side, command him tasks. Hey, that's not your way. I do but say what she is. So delicate was her needle, an admirable musician. Oh. She will sing the savages out of a bear. Oh, so high and plenteous wit and invention. She's the worst for all of this. Oh, a thousand, thousand times. And then there was a gentle a condition. Aye, too gentle. Nay, that's certain. But yet the pity of it, Iago. Oh, Iago. Pity of it, Iago. If you are so fond of her iniquity, give her patent to offend. For if it touch not you, it comes near nobody. I will chop her into messes. Crapple me. Oh, it is foul in her. With mine officer. That's foul. Go oh, get me some poison, Iago, this night. I am not expostulate with her. Lest her body and beauty... And provide my mind again this night, Iago. Do it not with poison. Strangle her in our bed, even the bed she had contaminated. Good, good. The justice of it pleases. Very good. And for Cassio, let me be his undertaker. You shall hear more by midnight. Yes, good. What trumpet is that? 
I wanted something from Venice. Just let a vicar come from the Duke and see your wife is with him. God save you, worthy general. With all my heart, sir. The Duke and Senators of Venice greet you. I kiss the instrument of their pleasures. And what's the news, good cousin Lodovico? I'm very glad to see you, senor. Welcome to Cyprus. I thank you. How does Lieutenant Cassio? Lives, sir. Cousin, there's fallen between him and my lord an unkind breach, but you shall make all well. Fire and brimstone up. My lord? Are you wise? What? Is he angry? Maybe the letter moved him. For as I think they do command him home, deputing Cassio in his government. By my truth, I'm glad on it. Indeed. My lord? I am glad to see you mad. Why, sweet Othello. Devil! I have not preserved this. My lord, this would not be believed in Venice, though I should swear I saw it. Tis very much. Make her amends. She weeps. Oh, devil, devil! If that the earth could teem with women's tears, each drop she falls would prove a crocodile. Out of my sight! I will not stay to avenge you. Truly an obedient lady. I do beseech your lordship, call her back. Mistress! My lord? What would you with her, sir? Who? I, my lord? I. You did wish that I would make her turn. Sir, she can turn. And turn. And yet go on and turn again. And she can weep, sir. Weep. And she's obedient, as you say, obedient. Very obedient. Proceed you in your tears. Uh, concerning this, uh, uh, oh, well-painted passion, uh, I am commanded home. Uh, get you. I'll send for you anon. Sir, I obey the mandate and will return to Venice. Hence, avant! Castle shall have my place, and, sir, tonight I do entreat that uh, we may sup together. You are welcome, sir, to Cyprus. Goats and monkeys! Is this the noble Moor whom our full senate call all in all sufficient? Is this the nature whom passion could not shake? Whose solid virtue the shot of accident nor doubt of chance could neither graze nor pierce? He is much changed. Are his wits safe? Is he not light of brain? He is that he is. I may not breathe my censure what he might be. If what he might, he is not. I would to heaven he were. What strike his wife? Faith, that was not so well. Yet would I knew that stroke would prove the worst. Is it his use? Or did the letters work upon his blood and new create this fault? Alas. Alas, it is not honesty in me to speak what I have seen and known. You shall observe him. And his own course as will denote him so that I may save my speech. Do but Go after and mark how he continues. I am sorry that I am deceived in him.
You have seen nothing, then? Nor ever heard. Nor ever did suspect. Yet you have seen Cassio and she together. But then I saw no harm. And then I heard each syllable that breath made up between them. What? Did they never whisper? Never, my lord. Nor send you out of the way? Never. To fetch her fan, her gloves, her mask? Nor nothing? Never, my lord. That's strange. I durst, my lord, to wager she is honest. Lay down my soul at stake. If you think other, remove your thought. It doth abuse your bosom. If any wretch have put this in your head, let heaven requite it with a serpent's curse. For if she be not honest, chaste and true, there's no man happy. The purest of their wives is foul as slander. Bid her come hither. Go. She says enough. Yet she's a simple board that cannot say as much. Desdemona? Desdemona? This is a subtle whore. A closet lock and key of villainous secrets. And yet she'll kneel and pray. I've seen her do it. My lord, what is your will? Pray, Chuck, come hither. What is your pleasure? Let me see your eyes. Look in my face. What horrible fancy is this? You, madam. My lord. Some of your function, mistress. Leave procreants alone and shut the door. Cough or cry hem if anybody come. Your mystery. Your mystery. Nay, dispatch. Upon my knees, what doth your speech import? I understand a fury in your words, but not the words. Why? What art thou? Your wife, my lord, your true and loyal wife. Come, swear it. Damn thyself. Lest being like one of heaven, the devils themselves should fear to seize thee. Therefore be double damned. Swear thou art honest. Heaven doth truly know it. Heaven truly knows that thou art false as hell. To whom, my lord? With whom? How am I false? Ah, tis demon. Away! 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 Oh, at last every day, why do you weep? Am I the motive of these tears, my lord? If happily you, my father, do suspect an instrument of this you're calling back, lay not your blame on me. If you have lost him, I have lost him too. Had it pleased him to try me with affliction, had they rained all kinds of sores and shames on my bare head, steeped me in poverty to the very lips, given to captivity me and my utmost hopes, I should have found in some place of my soul a drop of patience. But alas, to make me a fixed figure for the time of scorn, to point his slow unmoving finger at... I hope my noble lord esteems me honest. Ah, oh, I... Summer flies are in the shambles that quicken even with blowing. Oh, the weed! Who art so lovely fair and smells so sweet that the sense aches at thee. Wouldst thou... Hadst near been born. Alas, what ignorant sin have I committed? Was this fair paper, this most goodly book, made to write whore upon? What committed? Committed? <laughs> oh, thou public commoner, what committed? Impudence, trumpet! By oh, heaven, you do me wrong! Are you not a trumpet? No, as I am a Christian. 
If to preserve this vessel for my lord from any other foul unlawful touch be not to be his trumpet, I am none. What, not a whore? No, as I shall be saved. Is possible? Oh, heaven forgive us! I cry you mercy, then. I took you for that cunning whore of Venice that married with Othello. You, mistress, you'd have the office opposite to St. Peter and keep the gate of hell. My lord? You, 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 I, you. We have done our course. There's money for your pains. I pray you, turn the key and keep our counsel. What's the matter with my lord? With who? Why, with my lord, madam. I have none. Do not talk to me, Amelia. I cannot weep, nor answers have I none. Here's a change indeed. Iago! It is meet I should be you so, very meet. How have I behaved that he might stick the smallest opinion on my least misuse? What is the matter, lady? Alas, Iago, my lord hath so behoard her, thrown such despite and heavy terms upon her as true heart cannot bear. Am I that name, Iago? What name, fair lady? Such as she said my lord did say I was. He called her whore. A beggar in his drink could not have laid such terms upon his slut. Why did he so? I do not know. I am sure I am none such. We oh, shrew him for it. How comes this trick upon him? Nay, heaven doth know. I will be hanged if some eternal villain, some busy and insinuating rogue, some cogging, cozening slave, to get some office, have not huh? devised this slander, I will be hanged else. Fine. There is no such man. It is impossible. If any such there be, heaven, pardon How him. How halt to pardon him, and hell nor his bones. The moors abused by some most villainous knave, some base, notorious knave, some scurvy fellow. Speak within doors. Oh, fie upon them. Some such squire he was that turned your wit the seamy side without and made you to suspect me with the moor. You are a fool, don't you? Oh, good Iago, what shall I do to win my lord again? Good friend, go to him, for by this light of heaven I know not how I lost him. I pray you, be content. Tis but his humour. The business of the state does him offence, and he does chide with you. If twere not other. It is so, I warrant. Hark how these instruments summon to supper. The messengers of Venice stay the mate. Go in and weep not. All things shall be well. Iago! Iago! How now, Rodrigo? I do not find that thou deeds justly with me. What, in the contrary? Every day thou dost me with some device, Iago, and rather as it seems to me thou keeps from me all conveniency than supplies me with the least advantage of hope. I will indeed no longer endure it. Rodrigo. Nor am I yet persuaded to put up in peace what already I have foolishly suffered. Will you hear me, Rodrigo? Faith, I have heard too much, for your words and performances are no kin together. You charge me most unjustly. With naught but truth. I have wasted myself out of my means. The jewels you have had from me to deliver to Desdemona would half have corrupted a votarist. You have told me she hath received them and returned me expectations and comforts of sudden respect and acquaintance, but I find none. Well, go to. Very well. Very well, go to. I cannot go to, man. Not is not very well. 
Nay, I think it is scurvy and begin to find myself fopped in it. Very well. I tell you, it is not very well. I will make myself known to Desdemona. If she will return me my jewels, I will get over my suit and repent my unlawful solicitation. If not, assure yourself I will seek satisfaction of you. You have said now. I have said nothing but what I protest intendment of doing. <laughs> Why, now I see there's metal in thee. Give me thy hand, Rodrigo. Thou hast taken against me a most just exception. But yet... I protest I have dealt most directly in thy affair. It hath not appeared. I grant it hath not appeared, and your suspicion is not without wit and judgment. But, Rodrigo, if thou hast that in thee, indeed, which I have greater reason to believe now than ever, I mean purpose, courage, and valour, this night show it. If thou, the next night following, enjoy not Desdemona, Take me from this world with treachery and devise engines for my life. Uh, well, what is it? Is it within reason and compass? Sir, there is special commission come from Venice to depute Cassio in Othello's place. Is that true? Shh, 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 shh. Uh, why then, Othello and Desdemona return again to Venice? Oh, no. He goes to Mauritania and takes away with him the fair Desdemona. Unless... His abode be lingered here by some accident, wherein none can be so determinate as the removing of Cassio. Uh, how do you mean, removing of him? Why, by making him incapable of Othello's place, knocking out his brains. And that you would have me to do? Aye, if you dare do yourself a profit in a right. He sups tonight with a harlotry. If you will watch his going thence, you may take him at your pleasure. I will be near to second your attempt, and he shall fall between us. Now come, stand not amazed at it, but go along with me. It is now high supper time, and the night grows to waste about it. I will hear further reasons for this. Ah, you shall be satisfied. And I will show you such a necessity in his death that you shall think yourself bound to put him to it. commanded me to go to bed and bade me to dismiss you. Dismiss me? It was his bidding. Therefore, good Amelia, give me my nightly wearing. And, Idia, we must not now displease him. I would you had never seen him. So would not I. My love doth so approve him that even his stubbornness, his checks, his frowns, prithee, unpin me, have grace and favour in them. I've laid those sheets you bade me on the bed. Walls one. 
good faith, how foolish are our minds. If I do die before thee, prithee shroud me in one of those same sheets. Come, come, you talk. My mother had a maid called Barbary. She was in love, and he she loved proved mad and did forsake her. She had a song of willow, an old thing twas, but it expressed her fortune, and she died singing it. That song tonight will not go from my mind. Oh, I have much to do but to go hang my head all at one side and sing it like poor Barbary. Prithee, dispatch. Shall I go fetch your nightgown? Uh, no, unpin me here. The fresh dreams ran by her and murmured her moans. Sing willow, willow, willow. Her salt tears fell from her and softened the stone. Lay by these. Prithee, hide thee. Here come anon. I called my love false love. And what said he then? Sing willow, willow, willow. If I could more women, you couch with more men. So get thee gone. Good night. Mine eyes to which does that bode weeping? Tis neither here nor there. I have heard it said so. Oh, these men, these men. What is it that they do when they change us for others? Is it sport? I think it is. It doth affection breed it. I think it doth. Is frailty that thus errs. It is so too. And have not we affections, desires for sport, and frailty as men have? Then let them use us well. Else let them know the ills we do. Their ills instruct us so. Good night. Good night. God, me such uses send, not to pick bad from bad, but by bad men. Stand behind this bulk. Straight will he come. Wear thy good rapier bare and put it home. Quick, quick, fear nothing. I'll be at thy elbow. It makes us or it mars us. Think on that. And fix most firm thy resolution. Be near at hand. I may miscarry it. Here, at thy hand. Be bold and take thy staff. I have no great devotion to the deed. And yet he hath given me satisfying reasons. Tis but a man gone. Forth my sword. He dies. I have rubbed this young quat almost to the sense, and he grows angry. Now whether he killed Cassio or Cassio him or each to kill the other every way makes my gain. No. If Cassio do remain, there stand I in much peril. No. He must die. But soft. I hear him coming. I know his gate. Tis he. Thou diest! That trust had been my enemy indeed, but that my coat is better than thou thinkest. I will make proof of thine. I am slain. 
I'm maimed forever. Help! Ho! Murder! Murder! Who's there? Whose voice is this that cries on murder? Here! Here! For heaven's sake, help me! What's the matter? Iago! Oh, I am spoiled, undone by villains. Give me some help. Oh, Lieutenant, what villains have done this? I think that one of them is here about and cannot make a way. Oh, treacherous villains. What? Are you there? Come in and give some help. Oh, help me here. That's one of them. Oh, murderous slave, oh, villain, Rodrigo. What a damn day, Men in the dark. Oh. <coughs> How silent is this town? Oh, murder! Murder! There's some mischance. The cry is very doubtful. What may you be? Are you a good and evil? As you shall prove us, praise us. Senor Ludovico. He, sir, I cry you mercy. He is Cassio, hurt by villains. Cassio. How is thou, brother? My leg. It's cut in two. Very God Light, gentlemen. I'll bind it with my shirt. What is the matter? Uh, Who's the Christ? Who is that Christ? Oh, oh dear, Cassio. I swear, Cassio. Cassio. Oh, notable strumpet. Cassio, may you suspect who they should be that have thus mangled you? No. Oh, I'm sorry to find you thus. I have been to seek you. Lend me a garter. So, oh, for a chair to bear him easily hence. Alas, he faints. Oh, Cassio, Cassio, Cassio. Gentlemen all, I do suspect this Bianca, this trash to be party in this injury. Oh, oh, patience oh, oh. a while, good Cassio. Come, come, lend me a light. Know oh, oh. we this face or no? Alas. And my dear countryman, Rodrigo. No! Oh, yes! Oh, heaven! Rodrigo! What? Oh, Venice? Did you know him? Know him? I. Alas, what's the matter? What's the matter, husband? Cassio hath here been set on in the dark by Rodrigo and fellows that had escaped. He's almost slain, and Rodrigo quite. Alas, good gentleman! Alas, good Cassio! This is the fruit of whoring! I pray thee, Emilia. Go know of Cassio where he supped tonight. He supped with... What? Do you shake at that Bianca? He supped at my house, but I therefore shake not. Oh, did he so? I charge you, go with me. Oh, fie upon thee, strumpet. I am no strumpet, but of life as honest as you that thus abuse me. Yes, I. Foe, fie upon thee. Wanton strumpet. Kind gentlemen, let's see poor Cassio dressed. Come, mistress. You must tell us another tale. Amelia, run you to the citadel and tell my lord and lady what had happened. Will you go on a four? This is the night that either makes me or fortos me. Yet I not shed her blood, 
No scar that whiter skin of hers than snow and smooth as monumental alabaster. Yet she must die, else she'll betray more men. Put out the light, and then put out the light. If I quench thee, thou flaming minister, I can thy former light restore, should I repent me. heat that can thy light relume. When I have plucked the rose, I cannot give it vital growth again. It needs must wither. I smell it on the tree. Oh, balmy breath, that dost almost persuade justice to break her sword. One more, one more kiss. So sweet was near, so fatal. I must weep. But they are cruel tears. The sorrow's heavenly. It strikes where it doth love. Oh, she wakes. Who's there? Othello. Hi, Desdemona. Will you come to bed, my lord? Have you prayed tonight, Desdemona? Aye, my lord. If you bethink yourself of any crime, unreconciled as yet to heaven and grace, solicit for it straight. Alack, my lord, what may you mean by that? Think on thy sins. They are loves I bear to you. Aye, and for that... Thou diest. Some bloody passion shakes your very frame. These are portents, but yet I hope, I hope they do not bite at me. Peace, and be still. I will. So, what's the matter? That handkerchief, which I so loved and gave thee, thou gavest to Cassio. No, by my life and soul, send for the man and ask Sweet him. soul, take heed, take heed of perjury. Thou oh, art on thy deathbed. Aye, not yet to die. Yes, presently. Therefore, confess thee freely of thy sin. For to deny each article with oath cannot remove nor choke the strong conception that I do groan with all. Thou art to die. Lord, have mercy on me. I say, Amen. And have mercy on you too. I never did offend you in my life. Never loved Cassio, but with such general warranty of heaven as I might love, I never gave him token. Heaven, I saw my handkerchief in sand. I saw the handkerchief. He found it then. I never gave it him. Send for him, let him confess the truth. He hath confessed. What, my lord? That he hath used thee. <gasps> Unlawfully? Aye. He will not say so. No, his mouth is stopped. Honest Iago has taken order of that. My oh, fair interprets, what, is he dead? Had all his hairs been lives, my great revenge had stomach for them all. Alas, he is betrayed, and I undone. Ouch, trumpet! <laughs> 
Snowfall him to my face. Oh, punish me, my lord, but kill me not. Down. Kill me tomorrow, let me live tonight. Be done. There is no pause. But why I say one prayer? It is too late. Oh, Lord. I think she stirs again. No. What's best to do? If she come in, she shall speak to my wife. My wife. My wife. What wife? I have no wife. Oh, insupportable. Oh, here we are. Methinks it should be now a huge eclipse of sun and moon, and that the affrighted globe should yawn at alteration. I do beseech you that I may speak with you, oh, good my lord. Oh, I forgot thee. Oh, uh, come in, Amelia. Uh, Soft, by and by. Let me the curtains draw. Uh, Where art thou? comes more near earth than she was wont and makes men mad. Fantasio, my lord, hath killed a young Venetian called Rodrigo. Rodrigo killed? And uh, Cassio killed? Uh, no, Cassio is not killed. Not Cassio killed? And murder's out of tune, and sweet revenge grows harsh. Oh, false, falsely murder. Lord, what cry was that? That? Oh, what? Out and alas, the... That was my lady's voice. Help! Help, who? Help! Lady, speak again. A guiltless death I die. Who has done this deed? Nobody. I myself. Farewell. Commend me to my kind lord. Oh, farewell. Why, how should she be murdered? Alas, who knows? You heard her say herself it was not I. She said so. I must needs report a truth. She's like a liar gone to burning hell. T'was I that killed her. Oh, more the angel she, and you the blacker devil. She turned to folly, and she was a whore. Oh, thou dost be liar. And thou art a devil. 
She was false as water. Thou art rash as fire to say that she was false. Oh, she was heavenly true. Cassio did top her. Ask thy husband else. Oh, I were damned beneath all depth in hell. But I did proceed upon just grounds to this extremity. Thy husband knew it all. My husband? Aye, t'was he that told me of her first. An honest man he is, and hates the slime that sticks on filthy deeds. My husband? What needs this iterance, woman? I say, thy husband. If he say so, may his pernicious soul rot half a grain a day. He lies to the heart. Ah! To thy worst. This deed of thine is no more worthy heaven than thou wast worthy her. As ignorant as dirt, I'll make thee known. Help! Help! Oh, help! The moor have killed my mistress. Murder! Murder! What means this dreadful clamor? Who is Christ's murder? What is the matter? Ah, oh, no, General. Amelia. Oh, are you come here? You have done well that men must lay their murders on your neck. What is the matter? Disprove this villain if thou beest a man. He says thou toldst him that his wife was false. I know that it's not thou not such a villain. Speak, for my heart is full. I told him what I thought of. I told no more than what he found himself was apt and true. Why did you ever tell him she was false? I did. You told a lie. An odious, damned lie. Upon my soul, a lie, a wicked lie. She falls with Cassio. Did you say with Cassio? With Cassio, mistress. Go to, charm your tongue. I will not charm my tongue. I am bound to speak. My mistress here lies murdered in her bed. Oh, villain, villainy. What, are you mad? I charge you to get home. Good gentleman, let me have leave to speak. It is proper I obey him, but not now. Perchance, Iago, I will ne'er go home. Oh, oh, oh! May lay thee down and roar, for thou hast killed the sweetest innocent that e'er did lift up I. Oh, she was foul! I scarce did know you, uncle, there. There lies your niece, whose breath indeed these hands have newly stopped. I know this act so horrible and grim. Poor Desdemon, I am glad thy father's dead. Thy match was mortal to him. Tis pitiful. Yet Iago knows that she with Cassio hath the act of shame. A thousand times committed, Cassio confessed it, and she did gratify his amorous works with that recognizance and pledge of love which I first gave her. I saw it in his hand. It was a handkerchief, an antique token my father gave my mother. Oh, God. Oh, heavenly power. Soon hold your peace. I will not. Be wise and get you home. Fie, your sword upon a woman. Oh, thou dull moor. That handkerchief thou speakst of, I found my fortune and did give my husband. For often with a solemn earnestness, more than indeed belongs to such a trifle, he begged of me to steal it. And the sword. Shall give it, Cassio? No, 
Alas, I found it, and I did give it my husband. Filth, thou liest! By heaven, I do not. I do not, gentlemen. Oh, murderous coxcomb. What should such a fool do with so good a wife? The woman falls. Surely he hath killed his wife. Are there no stones in heaven but what serve for thunder? Precious villain! He's gone. But his wife's killed. He's a notorious villain. Take you this weapon, which I have here recovered from the moor. Come, guard the door without. Let him not pass, but kill him rather. And after that same villain, for tis a damned slave. I am not valiant neither. But every puny whipster gets my sword. If thou attempt it, it will cost thee dear. Thou hast no weapon, and perforce must suffer. I have made my way through more impediments than twenty times your stop. But, oh, vain boast, here is my journey's end. Here is my butt, and very sea mark of my utmost sail. Now... How dost thou look now, O ill-starred wench? Pale as thy smock, when we shall meet at Compt, this look of thine will hurl my soul from heaven, and fiends will snatch at it. Cold, cold, my girl, even like thy chastity. O cursed, cursed slave! Whip me, ye devils, from the possession of this heavenly sight. Blow me about in winds. Roast me in sulphur. Wash me in steep-down gulfs of liquid fire. Oh, Desdemon. Dead, Desdemon. Dead. Oh, oh. Where is this rash and most unfortunate man? That's he that was a fellow. Here I am. Where is that Iago? Bring the villain forth. I look down towards his feet, but that's a fable. If thou beest a devil, I cannot kill thee. Wrench the sword from him! But not killed. I am not sorry, neither. I'd have thee live. For in my sense, it is happiness to die. Oh, thou fellow that wast once so good, fallen in the practice of a damned slave, what shall be said to thee? Why, anything. An honourable murderer, if you will. For naught did I in hate but all in honour. This wretch hath part confessed his villainy. Did you and he consent in Cassio's death? Aye. Dear General, I never gave you cause. I do believe it, and I ask your pardon. Will you, I pray, demand that demi-devil why he hath thus ensnared my soul and body? Demand me nothing. What you know. You know, for 
From this time forth, I never will speak word. What? Not to pray? Torments will open your lips. Well, thou dost best. Sir, you shall understand what hath befallen, which as I think you know not. Here is a letter found in the pocket of the slain Rodrigo, and here another. The one of them imports the death of Cassio to be undertook by Rodrigo. Oh, villain! Most heathenish and most gross. Oh, the pernicious caitiff! How came you, Cassio, by that handkerchief that was my wife's? I found it in my chamber, and he himself confessed, but even now, that there he dropped it for a special purpose which wrought to his desire. Oh, fool! 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 You must forsake this room and go with us. Your power and your command is taken off, and Cassio rules in Cyprus. For this slave... If there be any cunning cruelty that can torment him much and hold him long, it shall be his. You shall close prisoner rest till that the nature of your fault be known to the Venetian state. Come, bring him away. Soft you, a word or two before you go. I have done the state some service and they know it. No more of that. But I pray you in your letters... When you shall these unlucky deeds relate, speak of me as I am. Nothing extenuate, nor set down aught in malice. Then must you speak of one that loved, not wisely, but too well. Of one not easily jealous, but being wrought, perplexed in the extreme. Of one whose hand... Like the base Indian threw a pearl away, richer than all his tribe. One whose subdued eyes, albeit unused to the melting mood, dropped tears as fast as the Arabian trees, their medicinal gum. Set you down this, and say besides, that in Aleppo once... Where a malignant and a turban Turk beat a Venetian and traduced the state, I took by the throat the circumcised dog and smote him. Right. Oh, bloody period. All that spoke as mine. I kiss thee ere I kill thee. No way but this. Killing myself. Goodbye. Upon a kiss. This did I fear, but thought he had no weapon. For he was great of heart. Oh, Spartan dog. More fell than anguish, hunger, or the sea. Look on the tragic loading of this bed. This is thy work. The object poisons sight. Let it be hid. Graciano, keep the house and seize upon the fortunes of the moor, for they succeed on you. To you, Lord Governor, remains the censure of this hellish villain 
the time, the place, the torture, oh, enforce it. Myself will straight aboard, and to the state this heavy act with heavy heart relate. That was Othello, a tragedy by William Shakespeare. Othello was played by Harry Andrews, Iago by Jim Reed, and Desdemona by Colette Proctor. Seamus Ford played Brabantio, Peter Dix, Rodrigo, Brendan Caldwell, the Duke of Venice, and Connor Farrington, Lodovico. Cassio was played by Seamus Newham, Montano, Dan Reardon, Graziano, Aidan Grenell, a senator, Ivan Hanley, Amelia, Kate Minogue, Bianca, Barbara McCaughey. Music, arranged and played by David Carmody. Sound supervision, Anton Timoney. Effects, by Paul Bradley and Peter O'Connor. Othello was produced and directed by Lawrence Foster. Drama on one. Sundays at 8 pm. RTA.ia forward slash drama on one. Drama on one.